This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Um, um, indubitably, on uh, today's Glenn Beck extravaganza, uh, Glenn is joined by uh, fellow author Justin Haskins uh, regarding their new book um, uh, uh, Dark Future Uh, I have not read it myself I've had an underling uh, read it for this very very special book review Uh, and and we'll talk to the the less intelligent Glenn Beck and uh, then his more intelligent co-author today on the podcast of books in review brought to you by our good friends at relief factor if you're in pain make sure that you grab some relief factor just try it will you try it for three weeks if it doesn't work well you are out 20 bucks what can i say but if it does you're out of pain you get your life back greatly reduced pain I mean, I am out of pain most days, and that is because of Relief Factor. Take it every day, uh, and it keeps the inflammation, which causes most of our pain, most of my pain, and a lot of the ills in our body at bay. Reduce the inflammation, unlike you can with ibuprofen. That never works for me. It is Relief Factor. Call them now. 1-800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF or relieffactor.com. Now, Andrew, um, uh, uh, a book review. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to take you back to 1941. A short man with a cane is led into a gas chamber. Following him is a man with spina bifida, another in a wooden wheelchair. There were so many. After the screams, the Nazis just incinerated or buried the dead in mass graves. The uniforms they were killed and buried in had a black triangle sewn to the left breast. The road to the greatest atrocity in human history had been paved decades in advance. Much of it started in the West and in America. Germany, under the Third Reich, began forced sterilization programs for the disabled in 1933. As the Nazis believed that the disabled were a waste of valuable resources, merely more mouths to feed that it couldn't afford. Through the propaganda machine, which involved the movies, newsreels, widely circulated posters, The Nazis fostered the idea that the disabled were to blame for the economic recession that had blighted Germany since the Treaty of Versailles decades earlier. The Nazis depicted disabled people as burdens on society, as freaks, as useless eaters, as people who just had lives unworthy of living. Germany's forced sterilization program of the disabled in 1933 was not the first of its kind. The United States had been doing it for a long time. 
We had compulsory sterilization laws covering the disabled in various states in 1907. Eugenics, the science of improving a population by controlling breeding and culling, was also enormously popular in America at the time. Sterilization laws also appeared later in various European states in the 1920s and 30s, which include Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Estonia. Czechoslovakia, Yugoslavia, Lithuania, Latvia, Hungary, Turkey. However, in Germany, propaganda was followed by a swift and deadly action. 1939, the T4 program began. Euthanasia centers were set up across Germany and Austria, sometimes being housed in secluded country houses, sometimes in hospitals, always run by the doctors and nurses. The program continued till the end of the war. Disabled people were gassed, killed by lethal injection or via starvation. It's estimated that quarter of a million to a million disabled people were killed during that time. Now, the five identifiable, uh, identifiable steps which the Nazis carried out, the principle of life unworthy of life, was coercive sterilization. That was the first step. To get rid of useless eaters. May I ask, isn't sterilization one of the biggest, oh, I don't know, flaws or benefits to transgender compassion care? Aren't we mutilating and sterilizing people right now? Are we not sterilizing our children because remember, that's just step one, coercive sterilization. But is it coercive or is it propaganda that is leading so many to the table and the knife? Then they uh, followed that with the killing of the impaired children in hospitals. Hmm, wait a minute, hang on. Didn't I just read in Canada that if you're a depressed teenager... If you go to your doctor and say, I want to commit suicide because my life is unworthy of living. Then they'll give you the death cocktail and you can commit suicide. Wait a minute. That's strange because the doctors and the nurses first do no harm. The doctors and the nurses in Germany were the ones responsible I'm sure they're not connected at all. One thought is completely different than the other. No, but wait a minute. Hitler himself said killing of the unworthy was the compassionate thing to do. And this is compassionate care. Oh, well, don't think about it too much. They moved from the killing of the impaired children to the killing of impaired adults. Mostly from mental hospitals and centers, especially equipped with carbon monoxide gas. You know, why use a secret hospital killing room and hidden trucks that are just using carbon monoxide? When in Canada, you just you feel your life isn't worthy. If, if you're, for instance, um, what was that story I read recently about the, uh, the Canadian veteran? that just asked the VA if she could get a, a stair lift. 
they said they couldn't help her, but they could help her with suicide drugs. Yeah. Well, all of this project was extended. Now, but I mean, we're just talking about, right? We're just, I mean, it's just, that's Germany. That's Germany. And okay, so they killed, but it was mainly about Jews or, or was it? I mean, if you look at who was rounded up, the Red Triangle, that was a political prisoner. That was somebody who was against socialism. It was somebody against what Hitler was doing, fascism. So, let's see, communist, anarchist, Gentiles who assisted the Jew, trade unionists, Freemasons. They got a Red Triangle, and they were gassed. Green Triangle, convicts and criminals. But the Green Triangle was great because they were, if you were a convict and criminal, especially if you were a violent one, you were put in charge of, uh, of the Jews in your area. And uh, they wanted the most violent and the most uh, heartless to be in charge in the inside. Blue Triangle, foreign forced laborers and immigrants. Uh, then you had the Purple Triangle. Primarily, they were Jehovah Witnesses, over 99%, as well as members of other small pacifist religious groups. So if you didn't want to fight, they needed to get rid of you. Pink tri- Triangle, primary homosexual men, uh, and those who identified as such at the time, bisexual men, trans women, sexual offenders as well, pedophiles, zoophiles. Many in this group were forced uh, into sterilization. Then there was the Black Triangle. The Black Triangle deemed asocial elements or work shy. So, like, for instance, you don't like to work all that much, or maybe because you're mentally ill or mentally disabled. Then you get the Black Star. But you also got the Black Star, um, meaning you were stupid uh, or autistic or schizophrenic or epileptic. Uh, or an alcoholic, or a drug addict, or a vagrant, or a beggar, or a pacifist, or a, a conscription resistor, or a prostitute, or a lesbian, or somebody who is just disabled, disabled with, you know, diabetes. I mean, who has that? These people were usually rounded up and shot or thrown into the gas chamber. Now, that, that's what was happening in 1938. It's weird because in 1910, we were doing things over here on sterilization in America because we had, we had concluded that Mexicans and other immigrants with large families were a drain on the state services, but they were also out reproducing the Protestant white stock. These ideas fit into the broader context of immigration issues during the Great Depression in the 1930s and heightened immigration control at the U.S.-Mexico border. Isn't this, wait a minute, that, that was the progressive eugenics movement. Early 20th century progressives. Huh, those, so those were like Woodrow Wilson. Huh, and they, they, so maybe they were the ones. I'm beginning to see how... The Democrats are only projecting onto people like me or you that don't know any of this history. They know it very, very well, um, mainly because it's their history. It's their history.
we're entering a time now where science is our God. And this could get very dangerous. You know, we, we thought that we were only fighting people who wanted to keep black people enslaved. But no, we really weren't. We were fighting people who were looking at their own race and saying, we're superior and everything else must bow to us. And, and we know. Well, how did they know? Well, they just knew. We're just, you know, we know. We're smarter. Well, how would we? Would, they would have rounded us up if they were. Mm-hmm. Totalitarianism, eugenics, euthanasia, very deep roots in world history. Plato specifically endorsed murdering weak children in favor of the strong. Well, they're strong for labor, but they're weak in the head. So what happened? How did this, how did we go from, well, I, you know, I just know, God tells me, to eugenics in a new scientific era? Well, you might want to think that this is all over. It is not. In chapter six of my new book, Dark Future, I talk about a new blueprint for society. Oh, and you're going to understand a new blueprint even better in just 60 seconds. This new blueprint. Wow, you're going to love it. All right. uh, That is from Dark Future. It's available everywhere. You can go to glensnewbook.com and uh, grab it there if that is easier or wherever books are sold. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Ah, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Wow, there is a, there is a great review out uh, from Yahoo News. Uh, Glenn Beck misleads on climate report and meat consumption. Did you read this, Stu? I did, Glenn, and I was interested because uh, it says in the story uh, that, of course, there's you're lying about all sorts of things. We'll get to here in a second. But uh, it says they reached out to you for comment, but a response was no. not forthcoming. No. And did you know when can we expect the response to become? Oh, it's forthcoming. It's forthcoming, it's forthcoming now. Now it's, on the radio yeah. is where now. it forthcomes. Now on the radio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's, it's forthcoming. Mm-hmm. It's imminent. That's good to know. It's forthcomingness. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. fascinated by this uh, particular critique of your work, which is mm-hmm. lengthy. Sure. Sure. Uh, it mm. is, uh, it goes through all the details of what you said and a particular, I guess they, yeah, yeah. This, they're talking about a, I don't know, what is it? A TikTok or something. Somebody posted a TikTok or a reel, um, about a, a clip from one of your shows talking about what's going on. Part of the things that you're talking about in dark future and your critique of the world economic form and their, their, mm-hmm. their vision for what is ahead for yeah. us. And yeah, in some it, of their targets. Yeah, you talk about how um, the plan for 2030 from the World Economic Forum was that your family will eat zero amounts of meat and zero amounts of dairy. Each person will mm-hmm. be restricted to 2,500 calories a day. Each family member will only receive three new items of clothing per year. Now, that's a yeah. pretty yeah. radical accusation. That's and, a crazy 
Well, it is. It's a pretty crazy yeah. accusation, and you would need to su- to have something to support that. You can't just make something like that up. And I was surprised yeah. that, you know, if he would have nothing behind that. Of course, in the article, they they show exactly what the supporting material is. <laughs> right. Which is something. Yeah, but they say it's, they say it's no big deal. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, can we go through this? Yes, please. A report published in 2019 states that humans will only be permitted. This is their reporting will only be permitted to buy three items of clothing a year and will be prohibited from buying or consuming meat. The WEF, an international non-governmental organization, meets annual in Davos, Switzerland, is a frequent target of online disinformation. It previously debunked claims that the group wants to ban eggs and force people to eat insects. Rumors of meat and dairy restrictions are uh, inaccurate, according to the WEF, which has no authority or governments or policy. While the World Economic Forum is contributing uh, to reflect about how to, sus- how to sustainably and nutritiously feed a growing population, our organization has no plan to restrict people's nutrition. Okay. To support his segment, Beck cites a June 2019 report from C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group titled The Future of Urban Consumption in a 1.5 Centigrade World, archived here. So they give you the link. The group, a global network of nearly 100 mayors working to combat climate change, has a page on the WEF website linked here so they're not saying the document you're talking about is not a real document they are telling you that it is a it is a real document it is a real organization it Mm. is a climate group and it is a hundred different mayors are involved in putting all this Mm -hmm. together for the climate right and it is part of the wef website okay Mm -hmm. so i mean it's hard to find the conspiracy there uh, in 2017, I'm quoting, emissions associated with food were, est- uh, were estimated to account for 13% of total consumption-based emissions across C40 cities, says the report, whose stated goal is to inspire practical action. Roughly three-quarters of these emissions stem from consumption of animal-based foods, with the remaining 25% from consumption of plant-based, uh, plant-based foods, it says. The study, a collaboration between the C40 cities, uh, Erupt, and University of Leeds, modeled how five different food-related interventions would affect the progression of global warming. The report includes both progressive and ambitious targets for 2030. Hmm. Sarah Palin involved in this? Is she targeting again? That's I learned that was a very dangerous word. What do they mean by targets, Stu? Mm, that's very, very dangerous. Uh, target's an interesting word, yes, because they are critical of you and, and, and your analysis of this, where they say the, uh, the, the stuff you're talking about, zero meat consumption, zero dairy consumption per year, is in the, tar- in the category of ambitious target. Now, okay, this is the, the, the scenario. Mm-hmm. Zero kilograms of meat and dairy consumption, a limit of 2,500 calories per day, and zero household food waste. That's their target, as described in the hyperlink they provide to discredit me. Yes, and the target 
It, it's an interesting word. We we know it as a store now. That's where that's it's mostly used, or uh, some uh, threat by uh, Sarah Palin against um, some congressional candidate years <laughs> <Somebody>. ago. But <laughs> actually, it means other things as well. Uh, an really? objective or a result objective. toward which efforts are directed. So huh. an ambitious target would be an ambitious objective toward which efforts are directed, which kind of oh, okay. seems like essentially what they really want to happen. If they're ambitious <laughs> and they get everything they want, this is the thing they right. want, right? That's okay. what this yeah, would well, mean in this context. Uh, but only only zero kilograms of meat and dairy consumption a year and a limit of 2,500 calories per day and zero household food waste. The study also includes an ambitious target of limiting new clothing items to three persons, uh, three per person per year. But those numbers are not policy recommendation. This report does not advocate for the wholesale adoption of these more ambitious targets in C40 cities. Rather, they're included to provide a set of reference points that cities and other actors can reflect on when considering different emission reduction alternatives. Uh, wait, hold and on. Long term urban visions. That's not hmm? at all what the definition of target is. That's not at what? all. It's not. A, it's not a. Uh, this is what could happen if you did this thing. And look, scientific reports do that all the time, right? They'll say like, "Oh, well, if you were to happen to cut this by this percentage, this is what would happen." That's not what this is. Right. This is a, a, an ambitious target. There, when you're at an archery range, you are shooting for the target. You are trying to hit the middle of the target, the bullseye of the target. Ambitiously, so in other just words, hitting the target at all might be, but might be fine. But ambitiously, you'd like to hit the bullseye. Okay, so wait a minute. Are you saying that if I'm I'm out on the shooting range and there's a target, mm -hmm. but there's also in between you the arrow and the target, mm -hmm. there's like a bunny rabbit and uh, maybe a person. Those might be possible suggestions but it not necessarily the target the target is what you're aiming for if you've ever okay. seen a okay. target store glenn you'll see a giant yes. target people you okay. aim for the center of the target it's a little bullseye not logo that's what I'm it not is. not sure I get this. Okay. The group confirmed the report is an analysis of consumption-based emissions in C40 cities and not a plan for cities to adopt. It's up to individuals to make their personal lifestyle choices, including what type of food to eat and what, time of what type of clothing they preferred. Uh, we reached out to Beck for comment, but a response was not forthcoming. It's No, it's happening right now. The WEF leads the G20 Global Smart Cities Alliance on Technology Governance and Initiatives aimed at ensuring responsible and ethical use of smart city technologies. But the 2019 climate report makes no mention of smart cities, which have been the subject of numerous conspiracy theories. Through the WEF-led alliance, 36 cities are pioneering projects to improve access to amenities and plan for forthcoming technologies such as autonomous vehicles. Beck also references a 15-minute city urban design philosophy, which is attributed to Carlos Moreno, a computer scientist and interpreter at Paris's Sorbonne University. Moreno said the concept aims 
to face our up to our ecological, economic and social challenges by reducing car use and commuting times. Never have there been proposals for restrictions. On the contrary, this is an opportunity. More choice, more services, more desire to thrive in one's neighborhood with with still having the choice to go where you please. Really? That's wonderful. That's amazing. Mm. Because I know when I live and do something that maybe global warming people disagree with, they are always into my free choice. They are always into my choice of saying, I'm not going to recycle. They love it when people say that. They oh, love it. Yeah. I'm going to drive a big fat SUV and I'm going to leave it running outside because I want the cold when the air conditioning because I'm just popping inside for a minute. They love that choice. Love it, love it, love it. And it won't be a choice anymore because, as you know, all the car companies are stopping the combustion engine completely. But that was right. never a po- They never made a policy no. to stop that, Glenn. They never had a policy no. on that. No. Of course, it was just a are, bunch of ambitious targets that just happened to say, are, we want to wipe out the combustion <laughs> engine, as written in friggin' Al Gore's book in the late 80s or right. early 90s. But that was just a target. It was just it was an just ambitious a suggestion. Target. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's Don't all look it at is. it at all. Yes. Thank you. Mm. You know, if let me ask you, if uh, the the writer of this uh, Yahoo News report, um, I wonder if if I got on the air and said, "Hey, I'd like to round up all the Jews." I wonder if they would say, well, Glenn Beck, he's just oh, a loud mouth on. Mm-hmm. on the radio. He has no power. You know, uh, it's just an ambitious no target power. of his. He has an ambitious right. target to commit genocide. It's not necessarily it's a not policy. going to happen. I mean, sure, right. he it's hobnobs with people who, who do have that power all the time. And we all the only reason we know the name Davos at all, unless you live in the area, is because we all know there's a massively important meeting where really powerful people gather to talk about this stuff all the time. But of course, they're not implementing policy. Why would it be important for you at all to even know about this ambitious target he has? Look, if I was gathering just a ski, let's say it's Snowbird, mm-hmm. with a bunch of people who were like-minded, but they all were extremely powerful, and I was giving them a speech, I'd have like uh, Klaus Shiv. Okay. Yes, my name is Klaus Shiv. And his father was a Nazi, okay? And he was saying... At the Snowbird Resort, uh, what we need to do is round up all the Jews. Would they say that Klaus Schwiv has no power? He has no power. And forget about his Nazi dad. They're skiing up there. And all the leaders of the world who are signing on to documents that are saying, hey, Jews aren't so great. Don't worry about that. Would the writer write that this was nothing at the ski lodge and that Glenn Beck just had an ambitious target and no one should pay attention to it? I think not. No. I don't think think so. I mean, personalize this a little bit here, Glenn. Like, if you went to Tanya tomorrow and you said, you know, I have an ambitious 
Target to hook up with 23-year-old prostitutes all over the city of Las Vegas this weekend. Now, of course, they they would have to accept these particular arrangements. I don't have any power to force them to do these things. It's just my ambitious no. target to hook up with all these I'm prostitutes. Not, right. uh, I'm sure and she'd I'm be not fine with prostitutes. it. Yeah. I don't know any prostitutes right now. Right. It's just a target. I'm just going That's to Las Vegas where it happens to be. There's lots right. and lots of prostitutes, but you can't. It's just an ambitious target of mine, so you shall ignore it, uh, wife. I'm sure she'd, yeah. she'd take you up on that one. Tanya would be, yeah, she would say, oh, my husband doesn't have any power for prostitutes. And in some ways, that's very true. (laughs) The desperate prostitutes. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Justin Haskins, my co-author on Dark Future, is uh, here. And we were just talking about uh, the EU creating a metaverse. So the government's creating a metaverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't you why, want to live in the government be... virtual world? No, I really <laughs> doesn't sound popular. Uh, well, it's still in the early. Why state. would the? Okay, all right. So it could be really good. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Well, it could be. It's yeah. uh, apparently on uh, Tuesday, the European Commission created a plan to roll out what they're calling Web 4.0. The idea is to create a metaverse. A metaverse for people don't who don't know is um, it's it's shared virtual worlds that's accessible through the internet. So you can basically live in the internet. Okay, so you have avatars or you have videos of yourself. Sometimes it's virtual reality related. Sometimes it's augmented reality where you wear like Google glasses or something, and it's sort of the mixing of the real world and virtual worlds. And you can live and work inside of this metaverse. Okay, so um, Meta, the the company Meta, which formerly Facebook, they now own face. They they still own Facebook, but now they're called Meta. The reason they changed their name is because they went all in on building a metaverse. But in the European Union, they're concerned because that's a private company, so we can't we can't necessarily trust them. So we need a government created European Union <laughs> version oh of God. the. <laughs> metaverse which to me sounds kind of like being trapped at the dmv forever (laughs) which is basically hell i'm pretty sure and so the idea behind it is you want to they said that the initiative aims to reflect eu values and fundamental rights and create an open and interoperable metaverse an area where it estimates the global market size will be 800 billion euros by 2030 so we're all going to be in it we're all going to be spending money apparently and then this and this is really why i wanted to bring this up this is a direct quote from one of the commission, the commission vice president at the European Union. We need to have people at the center and shape it, meaning this metaverse, according to our EU digital rights and principles to address the risks regarding privacy or disinformation. So we can't have disinformation in the metaverse. That's not good. We want to make sure Web 4.0 becomes an open, secure, trustworthy, fair and inclusive digital environment for all. And there's more and more of this kind of language. So the idea is not just that we want to have a metaverse just for the sake of having a metaverse is we want to make sure there's no disinformation and that there Mm. is no discrimination Mm -hmm. and that there's no racism and other things like that in this world. Right. So you would think that, go ahead. No, I mean, you would think, yeah, I mean, 
this is this is how you control society. If people actually start buying into this concept. Now, you would think, who the heck is going to do this? Like, I'm not going to do this. But if your gigantic corporation that you work for says, you know what? We're going to do our meetings in the metaverse from now on. We're not going to do Zoom or something like that. We're going to do virtual meetings inside this metaverse space. Then these kinds of controls are relevant. If you start to see corporations sort of push people in this direction, which makes a lot of sense for them to do because it's a lot cheaper to have a virtual store than a brick and mortar store. It's a lot cheaper to have meetings inside the metaverse than to have uh, places yeah, of work. <clears throat> you can't do that because you need 15 minute cities. Now, just hear me out. You need 15 minute cities. So you need people working in the cities and going to those large uh, boxes that uh, everybody has their office in. Uh, you have to do that. Otherwise, the banks would collapse because of all of the mortgages that just can't be paid on the cities in uh, on the buildings in the cities unless you change them into some sort of habitats. Instead of an office building, it's a new building where people can live. Then you could put a lot more people in buildings on the uh, metaverse so they can live in a 15-minute city and they don't have to use any carbon because they're just on the metaverse. That's, that's a really interesting thing. If I may, let me share something from... Uh, a guy who should scare you to the to the core. He is the historian Yuval Noah Harari. We've talked about him on this program a lot. He is the advisor to Klaus Schwab. Ooh, good, good, good. He is also the co-author of COVID nineteen: The Great Reset. Um, and he talks a lot about what is coming. Now, one of the things that is coming is mass unemployment. Mass unemployment is coming because of AI. And so that will create, according to Harari, listen to this, the biggest question in maybe in all of economics and politics of the coming decade will be what to do with all of these useless people. Stu, where have we heard that before? Mm, it certainly has echoes from our history quite a, quite a bit. He says the problem is more boredom and how what to do with them and how they will find some sense of meaning in life when they're basically meaningless and worthless. These are his words. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games as a solution for most, but it's already happening. I think once you're surfuel... Uh, surpu surpu <laughs> Super few. I can't say once you're redundant. Okay. Just thank you. Mm -hmm. You have you don't have any power. So he goes on to outline a transhumanist vision of the future where we have brain computer interfaces to make our uh, our uh, our moving around in the uh, material world obsolete. Uh, human relationships become meaningless due to artificial substitutes and the poor die, the rich don't. Here's what he says. Transhumanism boiled down to its bones. Now, this is a quote from the guy who is advising the World Economic Forum. Transhumanism boiled down to its bones is pure eugenics. But we call it H plus for better than a human which, of course, is what eugenics is all about. 
alarmingly, transhumanist values are being embraced at the highest strata of society. Okay. I just want you to, if you heard the first hour of this broadcast, you know how bone chilling this is. I, if you didn't listen to it, I want you to go back and listen to the first hour of this podcast. Transhumanist values are being embraced at the highest strata of society, including big tech in universities and among the Davos crowd of globalist would be technocrats. That being so, it is worth listening in to what they are saying under the theory that uh, that forewarned is forearmed. He is the leader for Klaus Schwab's. He says history began when humans invented gods and will end when humans become gods, but not all humans. As he makes clear, he says only the non useless one will go along with transhumanism. This is what you mean by the great reset. He uh, goes on to say, um, where is it here? Uh, there's another side of all of this, probably an important one. Harari considers free will a dangerous myth, a point on which neurosurgeon Michael Egnor has taken issue with him. Uh, on the contrary, Egnor argues denial of free will is a, con- is a cornerstone of totalitarianism. Without free will, we are livestock without the presumption of innocent, without actual innocence, and without rights. But see... Useless, meaningless, and worthless people. Do any of those things come into play at all when you're talking about free will? Why do we care about somebody's free will if they are useless, meaningless, and worthless? This is the kind of really frightening thinking that is happening, and it's the kind of stuff that they didn't have in Germany other than Mein Kampf. And if you read the eugenics journals, and if you were a doctor or a nurse, but everybody thought, ooh, no, it's the new shiny future. And they allowed it to happen because the old system wasn't working. We must not let it happen this time. Please educate yourself and your neighbors. Don't waste time on the people who, you know, don't have any idea what's going on and We'll call you a conspiracy theorist. And even if you present all of the facts, they still will call you a conspiracy theorist. No time to waste on those people. We need 20% of this nation to be wide awake. And the way to do that is, I think, my, my part of it is dark future. Your part is to read it, to understand it, to look at the footnotes, know the information inside and out, and then find people to share it. We need to have 20%. That is a tipping point. If you have 20% of this population truly aware and armed with information, it can't happen. But time is of the essence. I said to somebody uh, yesterday, and I'd love to get your thought on this, Justin. I said, I think... I'm just thinking they said not to say this on the air. (laughs) Um, I think we have... Till the election, I think we have three to five years maximum before this is all done and you're you're not turning back. Hmm. Do you agree with that? 
I think it's entirely possible. I, I think I think it's so hard to predict timelines for all of this stuff, which is it's yes. always it's always so difficult. But um, there's this really great. Well, let me just give it. Let me give you. Let me give you an example here. Mm-hmm. We go to war with Russia, and Joe Biden wins. I think it's pretty inevitable. I think it would be. I think the next presidential election. Everyone in the universe says this every election. The next presidential election is the most important (laughs) i mean i mean it's not the most important election in american history it it may be like the most important election in human history (laughs) like like literally it it really is that because of the rapid advancements in this technology and you know one of the things i was skeptical of and then i went into this when doing this research with you with this book dark future we talk about it in the book um ray kurzweil and his idea of mm. sort of the, the acceleration of technology and that when you look at the history of the development of technology, as technology improves, it, it accelerates the development of future technology. And so the gap between changes gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So things keep happening faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. People have a tendency to think of diminishing returns. So over time, as technology develops, you know, the difference between big gaps gets it's not that big of a deal. But actually, the opposite is true. Things happen faster and faster. So when you're trying to estimate timelines in a universe where everything is constantly getting exponentially faster... And we're seeing developments yes. that were unimaginable 10, 10 years ago. We're seeing that. We're seeing that now. A lot of people could not imagine what we're seeing. 95% of people. And now we're seeing it and it's common. ChatGPT is one of those things. There were people who thought that was impossible, really. And now it is, it's just there. It's on anyone can go do ChatGPT. And and by the way, it gets faster and faster. Ray Kurzweil did not uh, understand or did not take into account at that time. Uh, things like ChatGPT, where it is teaching itself without right. us. And the timeline in computer time compared to uh, the timeline in human time is greatly diminished. Yeah. Um, and, so it does get faster. Yes. And uh, just one thing, we, we put this in the book as well. The timeline doesn't matter all that much. What matters is that we're moving in that direction. Whenever it happens, that's the. it's going to happen if we don't turn things around right now. Na, 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 na. 